Welcome everyone to the Action for Canada January 31st weekly news update. I'm Tanya Goff, founder of Action for Canada, and here we go. I always love to start with our beautiful map. We're going to share screen and we're going to get at this. If you are visiting for the first time, if this is the first time you're viewing, take a look at this map. These are our chapters nationwide. If you have uh, are not familiar with this page, we're going to ask you just to scroll down a little bit. Sorry, still getting myself shifted from the last show. And here you can register as a volunteer with Action for Canada. You can click on one of the provinces and see the chapters. One of them may be near you. Take a look at British Columbia. I mean, we've got a lot of action going on, possibly within your community. If there isn't, then please consider registering as a volunteer and signing up as a leader. And then it doesn't make you obligated if you sign up. We'll have one of our people get in touch with you, have a bit of a conversation, and it could move to the next level where you're vetted and signed on. Okay. I also wanted to bring to your attention that uh, we have changed our menu under call to action. Everything has remained the same, but we've added podcasts to make it easier for you to locate our previous Empower Hours, the weekly updates that I do. And as well, I have been on pretty much monthly on Talk Truth, which is aired nationally and goes into 8.5 million homes. And uh, a lot of times when I'm traveling, people say, oh, I saw you on Talk Truth uh, when it was televised. But we just want to let you know that those have been also uploaded, uploaded to the page. And uh, other interviews that I may have done in the past are also la- located under podcast. Okay, please, I'm mentioning every week as well, please subscribe to our Rumble page. And when you watch our videos, give us a thumbs up and share them. We don't have access to YouTube at this point, And uh, we have videos that are going viral, 500,000, 230,000. My weekly updates get, uh, here's one, 67,000 views, 56,000 views. These up- updates are essential. And the difference between Canada and others who are official news sources, media sources, is that Action for Canada is always doing what? We always have call to action campaigns. And with that in mind, we're always providing you the resources and the strategy with which to do that. So please help Action for Canada um, extend you know, our, 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 our range of people that we are accessing by sharing it on your social media, as well as whatever other media platforms that you're on. Okay. Uh, this next week, sorry, on February 14th, as I've mentioned each week, we are finally going to be in the Court of Appeal in Vancouver. This has been a long time coming. The government, BC and federal have tried everything they can to delay this, but we're going to have our day in court on February 14th. So we would just please ask if you're in the area, join us and uh, we will have a Zoom link available, but I was informed today that they're going to make that uh, available to us about five minutes before the proceedings begin on February 14th. So um, let me just see. Of course, uh, I'm very interested, as I was mentioning in the Empower Hour, that the federal court justice, Richard Mosley, who dropped 
a landmark ruling when he ruled that the Liberal government unconstitutionally and justifiably invoked the Emergency Act in response to the Freedom Convoy. I believe that that should set a precedence because, as we know, Trudeau never demonstrably proved that we were in in an emergency. He himself at the federal level never invoked the Emergency Act in response to COVID. He did in response to the uh, truckers, but never in response to COVID. So what kind of an emergency could we possibly be in? Um, he was then relying on the federal workers to, uh, not sorry, the federal workers, the premiers, to invoke the emergencies acts instead. Every premier got behind Justin Trudeau and did this. And that's why I said, we're not done with the premiers. We're grateful they're rooting for parental rights right now. But that's because we've all been working hard into, in, in order to change the conversation and politics. So that's one of the frontliners. But we will not forget their participation in the long reign of tyranny within our provinces where they were coming down on the churches and citizens who lost their jobs and their livelihoods and their businesses. So here is the little crybaby here. Uh, that's his response. We, we just, you know, we're having fun with this, but we believe that's his response <laughs> to the Emergencies Act violation ruling. Um, he didn't seem to shed a tear for these people that were being trampled by the horses. So we're not done. We're coming for them, and uh, we're going to persist. So please support us, join us, root for us, pray for us in the upcoming legal action. And if you're in the Vancouver, lower mainland area, please come out and join us. All right, so I'm just getting down to the character of Trudeau in this before I get, uh, as I move along here. Trudeau's national housing strategy failed to meet its goals. And inside I'm going, no, he met his goals. It, it was to make sure that people were homeless, that we had a home, home uh, like a housing crisis. I mean, he's checking the boxes. This is the global agenda. It is to flood the West, dissolve our borders, and make it absolutely impossible and destroy our economy so that the elites will be ruling. You remember, they've done this huge wealth transfer where they've been taking away all of our money. And here's evidence of it. Study finds federal policies have worsened. 86% of Canadians' personal finances. And you've got that silly uh, um, Christia Freeland the other day, little bobblehead, and she's going on about how the economy is like the best that it's been, and they're just doing such a wonderful job. I mean, these are narcissists. These are liars, and they can't. It, it, there's no covering up for them. The Fraser Institute has found the policies implemented by Justin Trudeau's Liberals government since 2015 have deteriorated the economy and affected the wealth of 86% of Canadians. So uh, what is Christia Freeland talking about? She's lying and it's, she's got to be called out on it. Okay, um, I'm bringing this one up as well, because what is Trudeau doing with these open borders and destroying us and allowing uh, immigrants to flood from violent uh, third world countries? He knows what the threat is. These individuals should be going into Turkey and Egypt and, you know, the surrounding countries. We should not be putting Canadians at risk. And they know that these individuals are at risk. Did you hear about this? This was a jihad-like terror attack in Canada that no one seems to know about. This was in Edmonton. All right. And it says this was an all out Gaza inspired jihadist terror attack with gunfire and homemade bombs at Edmonton city hall. But you know what? They covered up 
I mean, how can the mayor and council at Edmonton, how committed are they to co- to the cabal? To, to Don't they see they're coming for their families as well? I mean, how stupid can they be? Islam is flooding all European countries years ago. And look at the disaster. Look up Sweden. Look up the UK. Uh, search rapes, all right, at the hands of Islamists. And now it's happening in Canada. And I've spent the last seven years appealing to the Liberal MPs, to appealing to Parliament, outright calling them traitors for allowing more and more Islamists to come into into the country. And I know Canada is on, uh, Action for Canada has been on the front line of this. I've taken it in the chops because I was on the headline after everybody joined us because of COVID-19, talking about the radical LGBTQ. You know, I was called a homophobe from people within the freedom movement, and everybody deserves to love each other. But now they're seeing it wasn't about love. It's not about loving our children in the way that they want to, you know, treat our children. I was on the front line of it and willing to ring the bell and with the red flag warnings, because I know what I'm talking about. And the same thing about the Islamists coming into government, this needs to become a central election issue. This is one of the greatest threats to our sovereignty, and we've got to shut it down. But what does Trudeau do? And I'm not saying I know Mohammed, but what does he do? He appoints Mohammed as a senator. And hasn't he written, read, uh, read the explanatory memorandum from the Muslim Brotherhood? It's to enter our miserable house from within and take over. How do they do it? By getting into elected positions of office and appointed, trusted appointed positions as a senator, as an MP, as a mayor, as a city council, as a school board trustee. I know that you may have um, individuals where you say, I have really nice friends who are Muslim. That may be. But the moderate Muslim in these scenarios is irrelevant. Go and look at Europe. Go and look at the UK. All right. See where they are in all of the mentality that you may have about, I have friends who are Muslim and they're very nice people. Tell me how that has, is going for, for, for our friends and other Western nations. All right. In love, we're saying if you as this friend, this Muslim, this moderate Muslim, you came to Canada for a reason because the 56 Islamic majority countries weren't giving you, weren't, weren't providing you democracy. All right. You were living under oppression and yet you still want to come here and support Islam in Canada. The two can't mix throughout history. Islam and the West based on Christian societies have never existed in peace together. And you can see why. Mass destruction and violence follow Islam wherever it goes. And again, it's not to say that there's not nice moderate Muslims, but they become irrelevant because these activists, as you see, uh, bring the tyranny. I am seeing videos. If you search for them, it's not hard to find in Europe and the UK. We're talking rapes, beatings. It's just atrocities. And we need to shut it down and protect Canadians first. We have a right to do that. All right. So please find the, uh, I'll have it in the description. Stop mass immigration, demand a moratorium. Please sign our, sign our petition. It does not have near enough signatures on it. What is going on, Canada? 3,551 signatures. That's been holding for two weeks. Every time this petition is signed, all right, every time it's signed, an email goes to Justin Trudeau, Mark Miller, the immigration minister, Mary Simon, and Arif Varani. Do you not want them knowing, should this not be 100,000 signatures? Help us out, please. All right? Sign it. 
Let's get the message across. First of all, let me remind everyone that every vaccine administered in Canada is safe and affected, effective uh, as evaluated by Health Canada. Like any modern bit of medical advancements, there are potential side effects in vaccinations. Remember, these vaccines are safe. They've passed Canada's world-class standard for medical approvals. And there you know, are people who've probably gotten very sick from vaccinations. Well, if everyone else gets vaccinated, they will be kept safe. You will not be safe. Two of my own children have now contracted it. And this morning, I learned, I, I tested positive for COVID-19. Proof of vaccination will be required by no later than the end of this month for all federal employees. And by mid-November, enforcement measures in place will make sure that everyone is vaccinated. And therefore, while not forcing anyone to get vaccinated, I chose to make sure that all the incentives and all the protections were there to encourage Canadians to get vaccinated. while not forcing anyone to get vaccinated. And today I'm happy to confirm that all provinces and territories have confirmed uh, that they will be moving forward with a standardized national proof of vaccination. While not forcing anyone to get vaccinated, I can understand frustrations with mandates, but mandates are the way to avoid further restrictions. While not forcing anyone to get vaccinated. If you joined the protests because you're tired of COVID, you now need to understand that you are breaking laws. The consequences are becoming more and more severe. You don't end up losing your license, end up with a criminal record, which will impact your job, your livelihood, even your ability to travel internationally, including to the U.S. While not forcing anyone to get vaccinated. Okay, so I mean... Well, I had to watch it a couple of times. I mean, I thank you, Chief Nerd. Whoever you were, you did an amazing job of putting that compilation together. But you know what this is? This is evidence. Trudeau has used threats, extortion, intimidation, deceit, lies, manipulation in order to get Canadians to take this lethal injection that he was informed as uh, Dr. McCullough was just on the Empower Hour with me, and and we know 100% that Justin Trudeau was informed early on that this was causing extreme harm and injury, including death, to Canadian citizens. He is a liar, and uh, I, I just encourage people, please continue to support Action for Canada's legal action. Continue to support Rocco we are up against incredible corruption. And again, I'm going to put a plug in for next week's show with Ted Koontz, who's coming on. And we're going to talk about the legal actions, but we're also going to talk about some nefarious people who have attacked Action for Canada, Rocco and Ted Koontz to try to undermine us and, and to try to cause citizens to be concerned about supporting us. And, and it has just been so taxing to be up against this kind of corruption and to have individuals who are within the freedom movement attacking us. Can you imagine? Rocco, 100% 
we can guarantee you is on the front line fighting this regardless of the attacks against him personally and the intentional delays on behalf of the government in order to not allow us to get into the courts. Anyways, I'll carry on. And um, I'm just I'm going into the parent webinars. We, the reason I'm, I'm bringing this up as well as the weekly update is because we just finished the nine-week parent webinar course. And we highly recommend Phil Lease and his team came in. And if you scroll down the page a bit, it was Family Foundations addressing key issues related to optimal sexual development. And uh, this was for parents regarding their youth, how to talk to their youth, some of the issues that uh, we're addressing. I highly recommend it. And I just wanted to be able to let you know how to access and where it is. So if you go under resources, you'll see parent webinars. I believe I have that in the next link right here. Click on this link and that will bring you to this page. And then please share this information. I mean, we're going to be able to have it up, I think, until September of this year. And then we'll we'll need to take down this uh, page in order with our agreement. But everybody that watched it gave us the best, most wonderful uh, feedback. So I encourage you as parents, look up this page, share it widely with everybody that you know. Now, Um, I've talked about the good work that Action for Canada is doing along with other organizations and how we are changing the direction of the conversation in politics. They used to have the ear of the radical LGBTQ, of the radical Islamists and the radical other minority groups, but now they have the ear of the majority because these people want to get elected again. So it started with Premier Higgs in New Brunswick, who first passed parental um, policies back in, I think it was that July, June or July of 2023. Then Saskatchewan, we were in the background fighting like crazy and uh, addressing the Saskatchewan government about implementing SOGI 123. We won and they reversed that decision. SOGI 123 was never uh, invoked. And instead, what did they do? But they passed one of the best parent policies in this government, in this country. There is still a battle going on in Alberta, but we're going to win that battle. It's essential we did. Manitoba and Ontario are talking about parental policies, and now so is Alberta. Well done, everybody. It's because of you going to school board meetings, serving the notices of liability, and passing this information on to parents. Action for Canada is part of our chapters. We have parent teams that have been going out faithfully and handing out the SOGI win sex ed flyers and and warning about the books and what's going on in the classrooms to parents who have no idea. This is one of the number one campaigns because parents who see this, who now are putting it together, what their kids are coming home and talking about pronouns and stuff, are choosing to remove their kids from the schools. We got to support that. We need your help. Join our chapters. All right. This is just, again, under current issues. You'll see political LGBTQ, our notices of liability, incredible interview presentation that I gave back in October, proving beyond a shadow of a doubt, 100% that they are indoctrinating, sexualizing and grooming our children. Watch this video. I have had moms reach out to me whose daughters are now coming home from school and saying that their daughter is now identifying as a boy. And I say, before we have a conversation, because they reach out to our chapter leaders first, have them watch this video. It will step-by-step show the resources they're using in the schools to indoctrinate our children and sexualize them from kindergarten to grade six. Okay, so 
if uh, they have to watch this video first once they do it's like it's shocking and these red lights these green lights come on they get it then we have a, co- a conversation about next steps it's like their daughters are part of a cult and their sons and how do we uh speak with them and strategically get them back on solid ground. So Action for Canada is here to assist you. If you know parents going through this, please reach out to a local chapter and uh, they will assist you in getting the resources. Okay, that's the notice of liability page. Big, huge, I'm so excited about this, is down in Texas. I mentioned it last week, but it is increasing. 25 governors are uniting in celebration of Texas stand for the border security in response to Texas putting up this razor wire and and not permitting illegal immigrants to be flooding through Texas, the Supreme Court, Biden, I mean, they had a decision allowing the removal of the razor wire along a 30-mile stretch near the U.S.-Mexico border in Eagle Pass has further fueled Texas's commitment to securing its, its boundaries. Governor Abbott, God bless him, undeterred by federal rulings, proudly asserts Texas' right to self-defense and continues to install razor wire. And now there are thousands of truckers and citizens going down to Texas to help them out. This is the beginning of the end of the government's global compact on migration and 17 sustainable development goals, the 2021-2030 agenda, which within those goals said that they were going to erase our borders. No way, Jose. No way. This is what it looks like. This is the 25 states who are um, supporting Governor Abbott, all right? Pray for this. This has got to be the beginning of the end because you know what they're doing? They're coming across this little border and guess where many of them are coming through? Trudeau has said, yeah, come to Canada. You know, just, you know what? You can just come to Canada. We're going to give you all the money in the world. All right, we have no money. We're in distress. I showed you that earlier on in the show. Okay, Uh, we talked about with uh, Dr. McCullough that the British Medical Journal article proposes behavioral interventions to reduce vaccine hesitancy, uh, which is driven by misinformation on social media. All right, this is another reason why Action for Canada needs as many people as possible following us on Rumble. And if you haven't joined Action for Canada already and you're seeing this for the first time, join us because through our email systems, we can keep the information flowing. Right. We are not providing any information that is not backed by science. And the reason there's uh, vaccine hesitancy is, of course, because they're deadly, they're harmful. And now as well with our children and immunizations, people are becoming aware of the extreme risk of uh, contracting autism and other ailments uh, directly related to the childhood immunization. You can see more of that on our website. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna be wrapping it up, but I just got such a kick out of this because you know, here, here we have our wi- big wind combines that are supposed to be giving all this energy to um, provinces like Alberta, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, who get some of the coldest weather in Canada <laughs> and they're all frozen up. I think they even had helicopters spraying them, right? It's just all a big fraud. It's fallen apart. Just so we're clear on the scale of the issue, each electric vehicle battery for a heavy-duty truck weighs 8,000 pounds. And you need at least two of them. So we're talking the weight of, you know, four or five cars. And 
our, my friends and peers in the industry nationwide who have tried to make efforts to put in, say, hey, I'm going to convert a dozen forklifts to electric, or I want to tee up a facility for 30 electric trucks. There's no power. The utilities come back, the cities come back and say, is this some kind of joke? One friend tried to put in, in Illinois a, uh, a facility, tee it up for 30 trucks electrification. The city came back and said, this is some kind of joke. You're asking for more draw than the entire city requires. And just to give you an idea, 30, 50 trucks, that's like a five, six megawatt application. The factory that makes the trucks is a two megawatt factory. Just so we're clear on the scale of the issue, each electric vehicle battery for a heavy duty truck weighs 8,000 pounds. <laughs> Sorry. Like I say, I mean, isn't this just special? I mean, not, it's not bad enough that the batteries are on the backs of, uh, you know, child labor and uh, pregnant women out there trying trying to make a living and uh, by China by China run mines and it's it's not bad enough that you know we're seeing all of this uh, the wind turbines are frozen solid and electric car cars are are you know not um, are, are falling apart in the snow I mean there's 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 people going to the charging stations in the freezing cold minus 40 weather and uh, you know they're not going anywhere and what do you think is happening there's Trudeau that's going to be on the front line of this, and and he's going to still be out there saying we got to go green, and green energy is the best way. We got to lower that CO two emissions, and it's it's again all based on fraudulent information. And so then, what you got to ask yourself is for that mayor that's still implementing this go green schedule and for that premier or MLA, start researching them, start investigating them, find out because they've got a financial incentive here. Nobody in their, in their right mind with this kind of information and evidence that this whole thing is falling apart and failing would still be trying to move forward with this unless they're corrupt. And, and, and unless they're trying to use their position to advance themselves uh, financially or possibly, you know, they're com communists and globalists and for that very reason alone. But you can bet there's still a financial interest there. So, um, yeah, do your research within your community and out these people. The other part of it, of course, you've all seen this maybe is the Quebec man pleads guilty to setting 14 forest fires, burning hundreds of hectares uh, throughout Quebec. Do you remember that was going on in, in Nova Scotia? And in BC, and we're learning that the majority of all these fires were set and then blamed on climate change. All right, so what are we doing? We're asking you under current issues, you can go down to 15 minute cities, click on it, join us. We have teams across Canada right now going into um, the uh, municipalities, registering as delegate delegates, and then going and giving presentations to the mayor and city councils and providing them. Again, we're not attacking them because some of them some of them think going green is really for the betterment of the future and their grandchildren and their children. But the point is, is that it's because they're ignorant and they haven't done their research in a lot of the cases. Of course, there are those, like I just said, who have financial incentives and are in it to win it. But we're not going to. They're going to be the biggest losers of all. But on our Smart 50 Minute Cities page here in C40 Cities page, we provide you the notice of liability. It is about personal liability. All right, they need to understand that what they're doing is unlawful. This is an exercise in futility. We have our rights. 
to mobility. So what are they going to do about that? Trying to lock us in 50-minute cities. All right, they need to be well-educated and we need to assert our rights. Then we provided a 15-minute cities action guidelines to help you form a delegation. And here is our 15-minute uh, flyer as well as other incredibly important links that you can be providing to your mayor and council. And uh, just scroll down. We've had special guest speakers on. Uh, Jeff talks about the policies that are being passed within the cities right under our noses for years, how to research those policies, and then how to um, hold your mayor and city council uh, responsible and how to get these um, overturned, all right? But first you need to know how to search for them so you can address it with your mayor and council. We had Elisa Miron come on, who's done a great job in addressing C40 cities, which is the huge document. It's just such a joke that tells you that you're only going to be able to buy three items of clothing a year, how much meat milk you can drink, that you'll have no vehicles. I mean, it's absurd what the globalists have put together. But watch that video. Keep scrolling down. Our good friend, Tom Harris is amazing. His uh, his interviews on climate change are phenomenal. You watch these videos, you learn, and then you are so ready to go in and talk to your mayor and city council with authority. Or maybe it's your MLA or your MP. All right, we want you holding all of them to account. But knowledge is power. And when you have it, you got to use it, you got to share it. And then finally on this page, I would recommend that you go down uh, because we had our special guest in August, I believe it was August and September, come on talking about the fires and our 100% without a doubt that they were set. That is very nefarious what was going on. And he gives all of the evidence that you can look for uh, to prove when fires are for sure being ignited. And, you know, we've got to imagine that that is by the government. But I would highly recommend that you send these to your mayor and city council if you have had a problem with fires in your area and ask them to view them and then to get back to you. All right, then there's other videos and things down here at the bottom, a couple of charts that you can access as well. All right, what do we do at Action for Canada? We take action. All right, but we're helping you. We're giving you all the resources, all the information. That's kind of what makes us special over others who are in media, who are doing a great job because we rely on their news, but we take it a step further. So please make sure that you join Action for Canada and support us in the work we're doing. Please not only join us, but please donate to the hard work that we're doing. We have other legal actions that are going on. We have the current legal, legal actions and we need to have a war chest, all right, because we're going the distance. Okay, so next week, Ted Koontz is coming on the show. As I say, we're going to talk about the legal action updates. There's many wins that we had just by Rocco filing the notices of civil claim. And uh, like I say, we're going to go step by step and um, help to educate you on those next week. So please be sure to join and register. All right, in closing, I'm going to read this beautiful verse again. Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, this doesn't mean, thank you, Transio, that it's going to just be, you know, good times, because it does say here that to give thanks in every situation, because do, do you know that God refines us in the fire? And sometimes we're compared to that diamond in the rough. And what does a diamond need to make it beautiful, right? It needs to be chipped away at. All those angles 
have to be chipped away at. And that, you know, takes a little bit of hurting on our part. But what happens in the end? You got this amazing diamond. Or as I say, you've been refined in the fire. It improves you. It increases your character. And God does it because he loves us. And this country was going to hell in a handbag because we had turned our back on him. And now there are so many people who are realizing there is a God. It wasn't just a big bang that God is here. Nothing is by chance, but that God ha does have a lifestyle that he expects us uh, to, to live by. And that's the Ten Commandments. Good ones. You know, you don't steal. You don't cheat. You honor your father and your mother. And uh, you don't commit murder. All the things that we're experiencing with our government right now. I mean, they treated our mothers and fathers horribly. They've lied. They've stolen. They've murdered. All right. So what do you want? Do you want a godless government? or a government based on the one heavenly father that cares more about you than anybody on this earth. And it may take some little bit of chipping to get you to be a shiny diamond, but just trust God and thank him. All right. And know that when you do that and you have peace in that, that he's in control and that he has our best in mind, I'm telling you, it, it changes things. It'll change your whole life on a daily basis. All right. Thanks for spending time, time with us. God bless you and God bless Canada. Druthers is Canada's largest, most loved, independent, people-powered newspaper. Now with over 8.5 million copies printed and distributed coast-to-coast -coast by concerned Canadians like you. Please, donate, subscribe, volunteer, get involved. Together we can save this country. If you stand for freedom, go to www.druthers.net. Today's episode was sponsored by Galatians 5-1 Freedom Coffee. Galatians 5-1 is the first freedom-fighting coffee company focused on bringing unity back into community by bridging the divide with Gourmet Coffee. It goes beyond fueling the fight for freedom. Action for Canada receives 10% of all coffee sales made. Galatians 5-1 offer a wide selection of coffee products. Go to Galatians 5-1 Freedom.Coffee to choose your own personal coffee experience made just for you. The government.